I like that advertisement for Zoom. Zoom, it's fine quality. <laughs> we're no WebEx. We won't guard your security, but we're fine as we are. Zoom, we're as safe as Facebook and 55 million users being attacked. Zoom. Uh, this is the voice of Andrew Van, host of False Start. Today, we're not doing uh, a sports movie. We're not doing wrestling. We're doing something more important. We're doing America, folks. We are doing America in a sexy way, which is why I had to have my good friend and the very sexy host, producer, creator of the There It Is podcast, Jason D. Farr. (laughs) Yes. Thanks for having me. And you keep saying sexy, and it's only because I would yell sexy. Uh, at the beginning of shows uh <laughs> people had to know that you were down. there yeah if people didn't know you were there it wouldn't be as fun just saying it wouldn't be yeah as soon as the lights went down we knew the show was about to start i'd always go sexy but you know what here's huh. something uh relevant to the oscars that just happened uh there's that moment with uh glenn close doing the butt mm-hmm. and uh, then playing that song that me yelling sexy comes from that song because i loved oh. that song when i was a kid and there's a refrain in it where he goes sexy sexy <laughs> that's all i'm doing when i whenever i say sexy in my free I'm time when i'm working you <laughs> in my free time when i'm working from home i like to listen to my friends in nashville one of five uh one of four five the zone j martin ramon and uh they are sports commentary talk show sports radio show and um every morning they started doing um what is it like live broadcasting with like facebook live it's like it uses the periscope inner like a uh, interface basically where you can you can type in comments and put the hearts and all that kind of stuff while you're watching and um mm-hmm. just the other day they were talking about like drafting and they were talking about how the nfl drafts is thursday and it's non-stop talk about it and how you have like the kids coming out of college and there's always the and or the but like he's a great passer, but, you know, he's a great man to man, but he's got a 440, you know, but kind of thing. And so I just I, after hearing but so many times in a row, I just wrote the comments and also the ladies man would disagree because it is all about the but the so. but. <laughs> they didn't put it on the air though they definitely they definitely filtered that one out but uh i had fun i had fun i was like you know what i have a laugh to myself now whatever screw it uh but no we are talking about america folks because we are talking about the uh sixth episode i guess it's, it, 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 it's a conclusion of a miniseries right like they don't they haven't mm-hmm. officially called these mcu shows miniseries but there's no extra wandavision coming out there's no other right. Falcon Winter Soldiers come up. So it is basically a MCU Disney Plus exclusive miniseries of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And um, I, I tell you what, I I was up and down the series. I was I was all in at the beginning because I wanted to see the follow-up and the justice for, for Anthony Mackie's characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to see the redemption for Bucky. And, mm-hmm. you know, the first two episodes were kind of slow. I mean, the, the second half of the second episode definitely ramped up. But I felt like the first episode was kind of slow. They just established... The world that right, a lot of world building, yep, and tone setting, uh, a lot of groundedness, right? Like how how Sam yeah. Sam's family needed a loan, he couldn't even get a loan. Yeah, uh, like the banker, like can can I get a selfie? Are you serious right now? Yeah, 
Yeah, and it was I was really enjoying the episode, the first episode, just because I liked their banter and they were fun and everything. Yeah. But it wasn't like instantaneously with WandaVision, you're like super dialed in. Whereas with this first episode, you're kind of like, okay, you know, yeah, all right, let's see where they're going. I feel like they have somewhere they're going with this. So I'll just wait and see where they're going. But then the end of that first episode um, was something. Yeah. I mean, you had the reveal of um, new John Walker, Captain America. Mm Mm-hmm. And a very unflattering angle. There were a lot of memes coming out that first episode of him looking like the younger version of the uh, the grandpa from Up. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bigger nose, well, ears sticking thing. out. I I think it's um, when you say an unflattering angle, it is, but I think it's intentional because I think they they it was really perfect because immediately you didn't like the sight of this guy. Sure, you're already you're just like oh no, there's something not right about. This. Mm, this feels wrong <laughs> yeah and then uh when you see him in the next episode and he doesn't have the helmet on it's like okay he doesn't look weird uh but then he puts the helmet on he's like god there's something weird going on uh, this isn't right he is i still thought it was weird because i didn't realize until the last episode that that is uh kurt russell's son and yeah goldie hon yeah 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 because I was like, why, why does he look familiar? And then I was like, oh, this makes total sense. I can see all of this now blended in and Wyatt Russell. No, you know what? That reminds me, because it's last week, a lot of people were doing the like celebrity gender swap with the face app and putting it on Instagram and whatever. And um, when you see the picture of someone, you, you'll you know like, wait, wait, that's, no, 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 no. I know that's, but that's an actress. I know that it's, mm-hmm some guy but uh but no that looks like somebody and then you see that it's paul rudd and you're like all right i i've lost i, I don't you're know like you know what i thought it looked like you know like you know what i, I would did. do paul rudd I'll well, admit i don't it. even mean that but that's true <laughs> but i mean uh i don't even mean that i was just meaning like i can guess who it is but there is some actress that it looks mm-hmm. like and you can never put your finger on it <laughs> it's very similar to me it's back maybe four years ago i was doing trivia night with some friends we were at chief swings and firewater in greenwood south carolina which is now brass monkey i believe oh and wow. it was uh dj trivia and the very i mean we we were like in second or third place had we got this last question we could have tied or we could have had a nice roaring comeback but the final question for all the marbles was a celebrity photo zoomed in and all you saw was like literally just like the eyes and like just a little bit of the bridge of the nose and everybody at my table we all thought the same thing immediately we're like oh that's got to be danny devito that is devito that is that is my man penguin's eyes there we go that's it that's it we, it's wrapped up we're done and uh, the guy had glasses and everything and they looked like danny devito and then when the reveal happened and it slowly faded out it was robert downey jr Oh, wow. So now when you go, when you get off this podcast, I want to encourage everyone listening. And we had over a thousand listeners last month. So I know you guys are out there. Go on your IMDb app and look up Danny DeVito and then look up Robert Downey Jr. Put it side by side and tell me that Robert Downey Jr. is not like a bastard son, maybe, of Danny DeVito. We don't know. kind of see in the eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. Just the, in my mind's eye, I can sort of see the, the sadness eyes. in the eyes. 
<laughs> the sadness of a man who's been through some stuff in those yeah. eyes. Um, yeah, I bet he likes the limoncello. <laughs> so so we so we so we get the episode one so it's, again basically it's it's very it's very clear like you know bucky's going through a lot of things he's going through therapy uh, which is great scenes with a therapist i love they actually play the therapist in those mm-hmm. scenes she's mm-hmm. very head on with that um and then we move on to episode two a little faster pace here we get a little more information on the flag smashers what's going on by the way i love the new character of joaquin torres and i hope they bring him back for the newly announced Captain America 4 movie starring Anthony Mackie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, everyone, I'll just say, I thought everyone did a great job acting in this. Great cast. Such a great cast. And it's, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it later, but just like all the, all the different people they brought back. So just so great. I, you know, what's funny. I was talking to somebody the other day and I, I had the same mutual feeling at, at the first couple episodes that I didn't like the character of Carly. I think, like, until it was explained by, I think, episode, maybe the episode end of two and three, that the new Flag Smashers had the Super Soldier Serum, but a new version where they weren't, like, bulky and whatever, like Steve Rogers and stuff, and, like, Isaiah Bradley. Mm-hmm. And to me, I was like, oh, that's kind of a cop-out. It's kind of a cheap-out, because maybe you didn't want to hire, like, an actor or whatever to portray that. But I think at the end of the day, like, you know, and like you said, we'll get to it in a little bit, but because in episode six, like it, it, it makes sense. It makes mm-hmm. sense why they went with those choices, why they went with a non-traditional anti anti-hero, if you would, right? Because they mm-hmm. they portray her as a villain, but then they don't portray her as a villain. You kind of get the sympathy over time, right? Uh, in a, in a, in, a, in a unique fashion, which I like. So you yeah, know, we they go- did a really great job, and I think it's because it's a series, right? Like it's a, it's six episodes, so. You get six hours with these characters and you don't get six hours with the villain of a movie. Um, you get a couple hours uh, or in Thanos's case, you get four hours, you know, but mm-hmm. like, you know, generally you don't get this many. And I think it gave us an opportunity to immediately go like, okay, they're the bad guy. They're, they're doing something wrong. And then you, you see what they're fighting for and you're like, huh? This is sort of like how Killmonger had a good point, <laughs> but he was going about it the wrong way. And then by the end of the series, you're like, oh, she went off the deep end. And so you you see all of the sides of it, and it's uh, it was well done. So going back a little bit to Bucky's backstory, the whole just him going through the list, very similar mm-hmm. to Steve Rogers, right? Like Steve Rogers made the list of things he needed to uh, catch up on and Bucky's creating a list to get closure on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of it is just the hit list that he did under the winter soldier with no control in his mind. I thought that was just a, such a, like you could have easily just let Wakanda had, you know, Oh, well they fixed me. Uh, and that was it. Right. Right. I do. I do like the risk of Disney in the last few shows between WandaVision and Falcon and and and, uh, and uh, Winter Soldier. I was gonna say the Black Falcon. We'll get to that in a second. Um, that they basically are hitting on the head that mental health is like a huge right. dilemma. If even for their heroes, like your hero of heroes, the, the supernatural, like 
like Wanda had depression, anxiety, separation issues, right? She's she's control, all this kind of stuff. And that's that's what she's showing there. And then with with Bucky, like just remorse and just, you know, obviously severe depression, suicidalness, right. all and kinds of stuff. And also take into account the fact that his generation yeah. doesn't do that. They don't take, they don't go to see a therapist. That's not. They don't talk about their feelings. This is what sure. I, I was talking about on my podcast uh, when I in a recent episode. Um, one of the one of the guests on was saying that you know, like this is this guy's a hundred and something years old. They didn't talk about their feelings, so this is really difficult for him to go through, and um, that's why it was stupid for him to have to do that like session with with Sam, where he's like, oh, this is. This is dumb, but all right, whatever. You know, but like we're, it, we're glad he was like a modern 106 year old. He didn't like call the therapist right. a dame. Oh, yeah, right. You know, and he and Steve are like the per the only white non racists in <laughs> world wars, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, 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 you know, let's go back to Anthony Mackie and him. Like, I can't name a better buddy cop like pairing with like that good chemistry. Like I don't know what it is. Like the two of them. I mean, ever since uh, Civil War. Civil War, yeah. And I re recently rewatched that, and so funny that the two of them in that. And uh, we also rewatched. Um, no, no, no. It was just Civil War was the first one with both of them, right? No, I mean Winter Soldier. Oh, no, the, was in there, but they, Winter Soldier, but they didn't, too, yeah. but they didn't interact because he was the quote Winter Soldier the whole time, most of it. Yes, correct. And so, yes, yeah, they were funny in, in that together. And uh, the callbacks from the... Oh, like, like that, we move the seat up? You're not going to move the seat up, are you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. The attention to detail that these movies make, and it's not just... It's not just the Captain America movies. It's, it's Thor, it's Captain America, it's Iron Man... It's all of them, you know, they they all are doing little subtle things that I think some people maybe don't even pick up on sometimes unless they watch a YouTube video that points out that Tony Stark was holding his left arm or, or in some mm -hmm. way or favoring his left arm uh, for pain in just about every single movie that Tony Stark showed up in. And then it goes all the way back to that left arm getting injured in the very first Iron Man movie. I mean, to to take that little thing and and do it across how many movies was tony stark in you know like a dozen or whatever <laughs> like I oh know. yeah i mean at least a dozen I mean, if you include All like the cameos movies. and stuff yeah right so you know and that he's still like doing this character choice when in so many movies somebody could get hurt really bad and next scene they're fine like you were shot mm -hmm. <laughs> in the last scene and you're fine they don't do that in MCU, you know, like uh, not too often, at least, except for uh, when uh, future show haver uh, Hawkeye got shot with something. And then they just did some sort of science thing that we don't have to give him a new skin wherever he was, wherever it was he got shot. They stopped doing that in the whole universe. That was an early thing in like Age of Ultron. Uh, yeah, they did it in Black Panther with Martin Freeman's character, the FBI agent. I can't remember his name. Oh, no, right. He was shot, they, and then the only way to save him, they're like, we can't bring this president to Wakanda? He's like, we have to. But at least that. in that, they had established that they had some sort of 
technology that was oh, just sure. unreal. So there was no reason for it to have happened in the Avengers movie that it happened in because mm-hmm. they didn't they just didn't establish that and set it up. It was just all of a sudden there and it was out of convenience. Whereas in you know, they set it up with the stuff that's in Wakanda. But yeah, those are like the two times that somebody got injured and then it was just like magic wanded away. Whereas otherwise it's there's a lot of stuff that they are taking, whether it's physical pain, like what, uh, and also emotional pain that Tony Stark was dealing with, or the stuff you're talking about with Winter Soldier, with the like pain of his past and um, what's been going on with his life in general. Like they, they are really deep diving into that. And WandaVision did the same for Wanda. It was, uh, I don't know, both those shows, so good. Do you ever think that John Walker ever had a chance of being a good guy? So, like, let me let me throw this out there, right? Like, we we get to know him really fast. We see like very quick highlights of his military career, three Purple Hearts, blah blah blah. Uh, and you know, again, like you you said it on that, like we were never meant to ever love this character. We we were never ever meant to feel, in a sense, like the tragedy downfall of this character. We 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 all as viewers and 12 something years 13 years into this mcu universe that we are all in for fans is like fuck this guy <laughs> like <laughs> like we want yeah. this shield on sam or bucky fuck this guy and like, yeah, right. we already knew this was not gonna happen we're not gonna get devoted we're not gonna put our hearts yeah. into it but you know what i'm saying like was there ever a part where like you just kind of felt a little bad for the guy like his stance his his like, I mean, I remember. So in the fourth, ep- the beginning of the fourth episode, right? So let's 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 slow down a little bit. So mm-hmm. second episode, the debut him. He tries to team up with uh, Sam and Bucky, yeah, to all his might, trying doing the right thing, helping him to fight. They reject him. He gets a little angry. So I, yeah, you know, it's on him a little bit there. Um, Stand in my way, blah blah blah. That whole scene, yeah. right? Um, and then I felt a little for him. I was sort of like when they were showing his his history yeah it's like okay okay he's not a bad guy he's all american guy okay i get it it's just something that's not right about this guy and mm-hmm. then when he started saying this of like just stay out of my way like you mentioned uh or when he just said the dumb stuff he said in that like truck ride to to uh sam and sam was like i'm getting off of this. yeah <laughs> um that was when i was like all right you know I'm not giving this guy any chances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, to answer your question, I don't think we, I don't think he would have had a chance with it because he pretty quickly went to being a, a buffoon. You know, what's weird too is like, there was no OP operating principal operating officer right over him. Right. Like with cap, it was always Nick Fury. Right with 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 Tony and the rest of them. There's always Nick to some degree, Shield to some degree, somebody they had to answer to. Like even like General Hurt, right? With, yeah, in, like Civil War. The accord, but yeah. like they just like basically let let my man like just free roam. There's yeah, like they... <laughs> like, like like he doesn't have the serum, so just let's just let him loose. Whatever, it's fine. Right. <laughs> it, that was something that I wonder what the I, I did want to see a little bit more of the behind the scenes because like. It was like the government basically giving him this this position. Yeah. And uh, we never heard how he got his information and yep. or any of that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, it was, it was definitely odd. It was like, oh, do you also want to uh, dress up a friend that you trust and give him no weapons? Yes. No. I have a friend indeed who would like to be my sidekick. A grown man sidekick. So. <laughs> so. And that guy wasn't bad. He wasn't. He was a good. Lamar Hoskins, I like his character. Like, I think, yeah. I think like, to a degree, like, the, the thing about sidekicks is sidekicks always keep the hero grounded they keep them kind of in check right like there's always the robin to the batman there's someone that's more colorful than the dark and they kind of balance each other out lamar felt that way a little bit with 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 walker at times giving him like little talks to check in yeah. uh and then obviously when 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 lamar you know fatally took took uh met his fate at the end of episode three i mean walker loses it goes after carly uh can't catch up so he episode takes the next four. episode four was episode four okay? Sorry, yeah. So, I mean, I believe, I mean, that's just it, it, it blows my mind, like basically how quick that escalated. Um, yeah, you're right, it is episode because episode four is called The, the Whole World's Watching, right? Uh, episode three, right before that, it's a filler episode. It felt like it was basically reintroducing Sharon Carter back into the universe. Zemo is back in the universe, trying to Zemo is great in this, and I, I love no the idea. sassy Zemo. That's oh the my thing God. that was one of the things that was so funny about this show was that they took all of these characters and not just from the Captain America world, but also from Wakanda. They had a few people mm-hmm. who uh, we didn't see a lot of and um, made them bigger characters. Yeah. And made us like them more if we didn't like them before. Like I liked, I always liked Sharon. And, uh, when she started on this, she felt like a full character, just like she always felt before. And I, I thought it was really great performance from her. Uh, but Zemo, also an, another villain who it's like, I get your point. You're going about it a weird way or the wrong way, but I get your point. He, we liked him. He, yeah. Know, and, and we were supposed to like him. He had just like the best, just steam ceiling moments between awkward dancing to one-liners uh <laughs> sipping on the tea man. <laughs> yeah just like so weird and then like just yeah exactly just like relating to people <laughs> somehow like this guy who imploded the avengers who had this mm-hmm. crazy secret plan who was imprisoned like just like what why are we liking this villain all of a sudden yeah so it was nuts uh the so 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 back to episode three, we reveal that there's a mysterious power broker who, in turn, ends up being Sharon. No surprise there. I think, like, if you were a, in a fan duel or DraftKings and you were gonna bet who was the power broker, I mean, it was pretty much a split. I was, honestly yeah. wasn't expecting it, really. I, I, the power broker stuff, I wasn't paying as much attention to. Uh, like when they would talk about the power brokers, like. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Like I just kind of hand waved that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't anticipating it to really be a focal point, as much of a focal point as it was. So when it ended up being her, I was like, but I like her. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve kissed her. <laughs> and her aunt. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> um you know what's crazy is I I'm glad that they didn't make the whole series about the serum, right? So like back yeah. in episode two, you also want to get of Isaiah Bradley. Uh, Bucky brings back uh, uh, Sam to introduce him to the uh, black Captain America that was basically 
um, purposely forgotten about, right? Like, yeah. and, it's, and it's a real character in the in the Marvel comics, and they did such a wonderful way of portraying him in, in a modern day for 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and I love the voice actor, uh, the actor who's also one of my favorite voice actors, Carl Lumley, who's done um, Martian Manhunter on Justice League for years mm-hmm. and different movies and so on. And I thought he just he killed, killed it. He was great. Killed it. it was, there's a lot of authenticity to a lot of what was happening in the show, and I, I really appreciated it. Such crazy good work. timing, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so for one, like, I first off, on a humorous note, I love the lines spoken by by numerous characters, right? They're like, and hey, the Black Falcon. And I like the one where, like, the kid on the street on Zay was like, hey, man, you Black Falcon. Why? Because I'm black and I'm a falcon? What are you, black kid? What's up, black kid? And like jokes with the other kid. Like, yeah, I see why I did that. I got him, right? Yeah. <laughs> so funny, man. Anthony Mackey, I've been a big fan of his since Notorious. And, uh, and I don't, I can't remember if I saw that or Eight Mile First, but um, he really stood out to me as Tupac. And he played Tupac in Notorious. And I was like, this dude is great. And then I started seeing him on talk shows all the time. And I was like, this guy is hilarious and he's just like one of my guys. Yeah. So when he got an MCU, I was like, it's about damn time he got an MCU. I love his laugh. I love any I interview think. with him. He has a and this is this is weird. And I'm the only one who thinks this. I think he laughs exactly like Will Smith. For some reason, like the way the No, look, for real. <laughs> like that, that loud I, chuckle. I watched uh, his hot ones yeah. today. And uh, I was like, how are he and Will Smith not in a movie playing brothers? Because there's <laughs> certainly a brotherly sort of mannerisms that oh, yeah. appear. It's They'd super be fun. great together. That needs to happen. I didn't know. I It blew my mind. I was going to Anthony Mackey's IMDb, and I completely forgot because it's been so long. I mean, like almost 20 years. And he was Papa Doc in 8 Mile was his first right. major role. Right. Nuts. I got to see that again. I only saw it once. But. He has like two lines, so because <laughs> he just kind of like stares like real like hard, like he's gonna beat your ass every time. But that's like the only line. Um, but yeah, so I love just that joking around. I love his chemistry with what may or may not be Patriot in the MCU down the road with uh, Eli Bradley, um, um, Elijah's uh, not Elijah, but Isaiah's nephew that he's mm-hmm. taking care of, grandson, and uh, we'll see there. I like the line. Uh, the last episode was like. What's up, Black Falcon? Man, someone needs to teach you manners. <laughs> I was like, we're going to whip that ass. Uh, I was over like Anthony Mackie, like, give me a switch. No, I'm just kidding. That's my... <laughs> he's from know, New right? Orleans. I don't know. He is uh, from New Orleans, and he's he does so many movies in New Orleans. Yeah, you can't take him away. It's like Wahlberg. It's like, if you have that accent and that background, you can't take him away from home. You can't. <laughs> So. It probably demands that he films everything. <laughs> Look, you guys ever had gumbo down here? I'm not getting away from this. Uh, no, I loved all that. And then, so let's go back to to Zemo serves his purpose. He gets the information as close as he can. And then Bucky's approached by one of the high guards, women of Wakanda. Um, great scene too with uh, with the decoding of his brain scene, like the the scene that we were always they showed that. Yeah, we were always like implied that right. White Wolf was fixed, mm-hmm. which I love that the nod too of like, what are you, White Panther? He's like, actually, it's White Wolf. Uh, <laughs> he's like, what? Um, but I love just like as Sebastian Stan is just like tearing up, mm-hmm. like we feel that with him of like, oh, it's it's like he's finally free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you think 
about the arm scene with the Wakanda soldier. Oh, where she dropped his arm? Mm-hmm. Oh, so creepy. I was it like, was creepy, yeah. I mean, obviously establishes some vulnerability. Sure. I think also establishes like, hey, we gave you this. We can take you, it back. You're using it against us mm-hmm. by, you know, letting this guy, like getting this guy out of prison. Um, there was, I don't know if you heard about the controversy. Some guy started on Twitter about that. He was saying it's actually really messed up that w- the Wakandans did that. Because he wasn't told that it could do that. He didn't know it could do that. Mm-hmm. And um, so he was saying it's actually wrong what he did. And it takes a, what they did. And it it, um, it kind of takes away the moment of them forgiving him for what he did and saying that they trust him and all this stuff. And it's like, no, it doesn't. He made a choice that uh, that jeopardized their trust in him yeah um by getting zemo out and if it's all about like oh we trust you um you killed our king um well no yeah. he really didn't it was zemo but uh it was like you know you here's all this stuff you did but we trust you and sure. so we're giving you this and then you use that in a way that hurts them and maybe even puts them in danger as far as they would know i think he also needed to be humbled right like there was the episode two where you know sam's trying to go real stealthy with red wing to check out the area he's like oh there's two people what's this what's where it was he huh it looks like five five people you count five uh and he's like Mm -hmm. that's okay i got a vibranium arm like that's the dumbest line by the way like to me it's like if you watch deadpool 2 and they make fun of like the meta of cable and winter soldier it's like how many people have metal arms in these things? <laughs> and it's like, you can still get shot, Bucky. Right. Just be I clear. Know. You can still get shot and like I mean, die. It's insane that he can, he's jumping out of planes. And he's, yeah. He's like, I'll just grab onto a tree. I'll be fine. <laughs> I would be like, huh, gosh, I still wouldn't want to catch a branch in the eye. <laughs> Seems like this is a bad idea, Bucky. Yeah. It reminded me of the I thought I didn't know if that was a nod for Avengers One of like when Steve did it. And uh, um, yeah, I mean everything is such a nod. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, that was Winter Soldier. So in Avengers One, Steve jumps out and uh he just dives out to go fight Thor and, and uh Iron Man because he's like uh there's only one god, ma'am, and that's certainly not him, whatever. And then in mm-hmm. Winter Soldier and then Winter Soldier uh, before crossbones for crossbones, he's like uh did Cap have a shoot? Nope. No. Oh, that's funny. Everyone that has to be badass and jump out of a plane and just land, magically Would land. Would be great if you could do it, you know? Yeah. With just your metal arm. Uh-huh. Just your metal arm. Uh, episode five, we so we, we talked a little bit about the, 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 the death of Lamar Hoskins. We, we skip over that. Um, we talked about the Bucky kind of back, backwards scene, and then we see where Sam is just kind of defeated right like this is always the, the the arch point of your mcu movie where in a sense the hero is defeated right so now they have the shield bag the defeated walker walker's answering for his crime in front of like millions of people publicly um and just shamefully we get we get elaine elaine's in this episode <laughs> the contessa what are you gonna do uh, yeah and uh, we'll see when she comes back. Maybe she has a little kicks in the uh, next yeah. Captain America 4. We don't know. 
we don't know yeah i'm so that was one thing where i do feel like um uh, uh as much as i love the series i did think that this all a lot of the stuff with john walker felt a little rushed yeah and when you have six episodes you know they did what they had to do sure but it, he did pretty quickly get to that like do you know who i am sort of attitude about himself i was like ah but two episodes you're all american boy and just trying to do your best and now you're super entitled like this seems a little weird and um then the last episode it's like they've already redeemed him you know it's like he's gotten his redemption arc and i'm like no, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, he's a bad. Yeah, I don't think he they needed him to come out and fight with episodes ago. We don't yeah, I don't this. think they needed him to come out and fight with Bucky and Sam randomly with his like broke ass shield. I know. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that he decided to do the right thing and try to save those people. That was the right decision, uh, and and I'm fine with that part of that episode. Sure. What I'm not fine with was how at the end he's just like you know quoting abraham lincoln and it's like a funny little quippy scene and uh then he gets a new suit and it's like oh come on like he's are we are we just redeeming him that quickly like he's he doesn't deserve this yeah i i would have been okay if they didn't have him in those scenes in particular and you know, you just have that one at the end where it's him getting the suit and doing the I'm back, I'm back, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. You know, like we didn't need the whole because it's, it's confusing, right? It's confusing of like in the beginning, we like we said earlier, we're not going to root for you. You have no chance in my heart. Right. And, Screw and this. we're seeing. I mean, I don't know where they're going to go with the character. Obviously, they're going to go somewhere with the character. But if he is supposed to just be the good guy now, I think they should have held off a little mm-hmm. bit and left him more like still sitting with murdering that guy and um you know and and learning from watching the real captain america speak to those senators at the end of the episode it was a great speech that sam gave yeah and i'd rather them have had him sit there and and be with that I wish that was the note that they left him on with this series was him being like, okay, uh, what's going Like, where's my head at? I'm, I'm really lost. I guess. What's next for me. Yeah. Right. As opposed to, all right, everything's fine. I'm, I'm making jokes now and I'm back. I'm back. Cause it was a very <laughs> lighthearted, you know, the way that, cause Wyatt Russell is very likable in yeah. roles usually. Uh, he was great in this playing a bastard. Um, but by the end, it was like likable Wyatt Russell. And I'm like, that's, I, we don't, we don't need that yet. Cause he's, he hasn't quite gotten that yet. He hasn't quite earned that yet. What I really enjoy about Wyatt Russell is that the minute he took this role, he knew exactly what he was going to do with it. He knew exactly how it was going to be perceived. And he, had the most fun with the fan interaction and listening to the critics and all that kind of because he he loved being the person that you would boo for the person you would hate it's like it's like my friends who, who are like independent wrestlers and like when i used to study wrestling of like there's always the face 
the good guy, the baby face, the like your your Hulk Hogan's, right? You say your prayers, drink your, you know, drink your milk, eat your vitamins. And then there's always the bad guy, the heel. And a lot of my friends who are wrestlers, they love being the bad guy because it's easier to be the bad guy. It's easier to get what you call heat and people <laughs> hating on you. And you kind of like feed off of that hate and say, you know what? Yeah, hate me for all I am. I am what I am. You want the real me? This is me. Screw it. I don't have to kiss up to you and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, man, he played up to that level every step of the moment for every scene that he could take. Yeah. You know what? I don't know if you heard this, but he actually auditioned for Captain America. I I did read that. So it was like him, Krasinski, and And Chris Chris Evans. Evans. And it was his first audition. So it's like, I guess it does help to have superstar celebrities as your parents um but uh <laughs> i mean it's the guy who's been in a bunch of movies who's auditioning for it and you got another guy who's been in a couple of movies on a hit tv series for many years these are the guys they were looking at for playing captain america oh and also kurt russell and goldie Hawn's son who's never auditioned for anything before yeah i'm telling you it it, it helps it helps him but um it was it's just interesting that he auditioned for that. Yeah, it's a really fun fact. And, the, you know, I think he's 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 definitely like paid his due since then. You know, it's been a long it's been a long time since then. Oh, and it's no I mean, I don't mean to shit on him in that way. I'm kind of just joking when I say like his parents uh, had helped him get that audition. But he's definitely like great and deserves to be where he's at. And um, part of what I think is funny is that. I wonder if when they cast the the john walker role if they said hey uh remember that one guy we saw and we were like no nah, he's not captain america let's <laughs> cast him in this role <laughs> let's go to let's go to the finale i think for me the finale like the last two episodes were so well done right so you yeah. see sam defeated he gives up the wings he, he he tells joaquin keep him he doesn't want him. he just he just is tired Mm-hmm. In fact, he's he's just about to just give up altogether. Bucky gives Zemo back to Wakanda, asks for the quick favor. That favor ended up being a brand new scene. And I'm glad this. I'm glad they debuted it immediately. I'm glad yeah. they just got it out of the way in the last episode. First up, and you could just enjoy the 40 plus minutes with Sam in the suit almost the entire damn time. Mm-hmm. It's he was so Captain damn fun. America. It's really really cool um, how they did that because. When in Endgame, when Sam gets the shield, I didn't know how to feel about that because, mm-hmm. again, as I mentioned earlier, I love Anthony Mackie. But in that scene, I was sort of like, wait, but so we're never going to, we're not going to have Steve Rogers and see you anymore. You know, like I was, I was just dealing with that, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, then it's like, he's going to give the shield to somebody else. But why give it to the Falcon? The Falcon is the Falcon. I want, I want Sam, Sam's the Falcon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I was just having, I wasn't mad about it. I wasn't feeling some kind of way about Sam getting it because I was actually happy that Sam was given the shield, but I just didn't know how I felt about Steve Rogers not being Captain America anymore. And this episode, this final episode, I was grinning from ear to ear immediately. I was just so happy that this was playing out the way it was playing out. 
it was so exciting. It was so fun. And I can't think of a TV series that got that kind of reaction from me with an episode. I mean, this, that's the sort of reaction I was getting from seeing the Avengers movies or the Dark Knight or something, you know, like big movies. <laughs> was there so, ever a time in the series that you felt like Sam wasn't going to get the shield back for himself? You know, I was sort of with Sam on a lot of stuff of just like being hesitant, not sure um, this should be in a, you know, in a museum. You know, this would be up somewhere and I was sort of like yeah yeah he's right because it's just weird to have somebody else's Captain America because we miss Steve so much so yeah this is strange and then um the truth comes out right then like when this other guy got it I was like oh hell no you know? <laughs> like, it's not gonna be him that is true it's so weird like the beginning is he puts it in the little case, he walks around with Rhodey, and they're like, oh, it's in the Smithsonian. It's in the museum. It's like, who the fuck gave the permission to fucking say no? Like, well, let's just get this to this dude all of a sudden. Like, that's, right. that was so fast and weird. Yeah. So <laughs> I was, I, I mean, I, it was really brilliant the way that they established this because I went into it being like, yeah, just no one should be Captain America because we got Falcon and that's fine. Uh, and then, uh, just going over like, Hey, they'll never let there be a black Captain America. It was like, Oh, well, that's true. We know that. <laughs> and then as they explored that some more, I was just getting, it changed my opinion. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what's so funny about like when people knock these movies, like Martin Scorsese saying it's not cinema. And it's like the whole point of this stuff of cinema is to engage you artistically and emotionally and make you think and maybe even change your mind if it can do that. Sure. And they nailed that. For me, my personal experience, they did it exactly, you know? So how is that not doing the, the job of art? I wonder though, too, like, and, and you can be, completely uh honest as you want to be uh this is this is this is my show so you're in a safe space uh this is not your podcast and i know you know you want to you have a diff different uh viewership and listenership the part where sam and isaiah like they're wrestling that thought of like like you said they can never be a black captain america why should there be a black Captain america when like the way this country's history has treated black people like to me, when that like realization popped in my head, mm -hmm. I I gotta admit, as an Asian American who's dealt with different kinds of discrimination, different points of views, mm -hmm. who's walked different lines of life than someone who's African American, black, however you want to be, it's like I never dawned on me that like crippling guilt decision and burden of like I am black, my best friend is asking me my mentor is asking me to take upon his legacy that represents a country with such a dark history and treatment to my heritage mm -hmm. and even though i serve my country proudly and sam has and and whatever the character of sam was like this is a weird request this is a weird and it's like the right. timing of all things too like uh -huh. exactly a uh -huh. black captain america right and then also as he put it Sam probably didn't, I mean, Steve probably didn't even understand all of that yep. when he gave him the shield. And that's absolutely right. 
because he was frozen during all those years of you know of the struggle yeah um so he doesn't know and he, he had to watch movies and listen to an album to kind of to kind of get it mm-hmm. um but yeah you know um it's a complicated thing like i was thinking this <laughs> this made me actually think about how people talk about um statues when they're taking down civil war veteran statues and uh people be so upset oh can you believe they're taking down the statues my heritage it's like um we put up statues and and, or or even this like how because i was thinking about it, it it made me think about um our currency because i was um I helped a, a mutual friend of ours, Meg Pearson, move out of her apartment, and she had this like bag of coins. And some of it was American money, but some uh-huh. of it was was like European money. Oh. I was like looking at one of them, and it was like, "Oh, that's the Queen, that's Queen Elizabeth." And I and it just made me it hit me because like watching this show, and I'm looking at this coin with Queen Elizabeth, the person who's alive right now. I was like, "This is super weird." Because I don't have this experience. This isn't my queen. Yeah. Uh, when I look at a dollar bill or I look at like American currency, it's someone who's long dead that I don't have a connection to. And it made me think, oh, the reason people put up statues, the reason people put a person on currency, the reason George Washington is on currency is not because he was the first president. They put them on there because they want that to represent America. Mm-hmm. They are descendants of slaves who he owned. And they have to walk around with his face on their money for things that they want to buy. That's so strange. If you aren't a descendant of a slave, you can't possibly understand it. You can know about it. You can hear about it and get it, but you have no idea what it feels like. If you're a, if you know that your great, great, great grandmother or grandfather was a slave owned by Thomas Jefferson or George Washington, you have no idea what it's like. And it just makes you think, oh, no wonder people want to change this because we don't want it to represent us anymore. We want something else to represent this nation. And what's the big deal with that? Why hold on to 100-year-old figures who don't represent us anymore? They represent something that we don't believe in entirely anymore. You know, and people can say, oh, but it, the idea of America is about freedom and liberty. And that's absolutely true. But how can a slave owner represent freedom and liberty? So maybe since we're in this era where we don't believe in those things, but still believe in freedom and liberty, but in a more true way, maybe these things should change. And maybe that means having a black Captain America. That's a bad way to wrap it around. <laughs> but, no, but I mean, 
that is essentially what they're talking about, why they were saying they'll never let that happen, because there are people who are clinging to some old thing because it means something to them, but they yeah. they cannot let go of what only means something to them and embrace things that mean something to all of them. I think a lot of people in general don't like change. They don't like change. They don't like being uncomfortable. And that's the thing with conversations about diversity, inclusion, just anything in general. It, it, it changes the landscape. And for people who don't understand it, it frightens them. Yeah. And be, when something frightens them, they push back. Even though the logic of the pushback doesn't make sense on paper, they just want to defend what they want to defend because that is their right. And that is true. That is their right. We all have these equal rights that we're supposed to have. But going back to it, we are a free country. But let's just also be honest between one minority to another. The history says just because there was freedom written in the damn books doesn't mean that everyone actually got that damn freedom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yes, it is our right. But that doesn't mean that we're always right yeah. about what we're arguing about. You know, like yeah. we have to. We have to consider things. You're right. We don't like change. People don't. We have what we're comfortable with. But, and I totally get that. I mean, hell, I feel the same way about a lot of things. I don't want things to change either. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you've been living comfortably knowing that different kinds of people existed. So just make a little bit more room for them. But, oh, you know, and, and, and the same thing too in, in different ways. Like, when there's no change, there comes uh, complacentness. Complacentness also gets taken advantage of. It, yeah. it, it becomes a game. And that's when people take advantage of the system and so on. And when people need to change the game, obviously there's pushback as well. I, I talked to a mutual friend, and I won't say the name. They asked me the other day, and, the, 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 and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but the way they said it was, they were already implying that they were hoping I'd take their side going, you know, I watched uh, the finale of the day and um, I don't know what you think. I thought it was kind of, eh. I said, well, you probably didn't watch it from the eyes of a minority. You probably didn't watch it from the eyes of someone who either is friends with people who have had stories and, and, and just tragedies or someone who's kind of also living through things where we're being discriminated against and right. being held down, not getting the opportunities and that kind of stuff. Like you don't, I don't think you got it where someone and, I, you know, if you're a huge comics fan, you knew it was going to happen. Hopefully it was going to happen. And if you weren't, then you were still hoping, like, okay, there was going to be some redemption in a sense, right? But, like, at the end of the day, the way the story was told was still well done. The way the speech was done, all kinds of stuff, like, the, the points of view were all there. And I think that for me, this, I, and I hope, like, you know, other people who, who didn't like the show because it started off too slow and so on, eventually enjoy it for what it, mm -hmm. for what it is. And at the same time, I... I think for me, just what, what 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 this show did is it approached something that was very uncomfortable for a lot of people. They took that risk, and I hope it pays off for Anthony Mackie and continued Captain America Four. I hope they keep diving into this world that they're kind of establishing. I hope that there's more uh, opportunities for people of different races. And, and validly so, right? Like, I, I think there's a thing of like, if it's and if genders, because they're also doing absolutely, sober. yeah, 
They're doing Thor. They're doing um, Ironheart with Riri, uh, Riri Williams, the new uh, female Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think there's a, there, and like you said, there's room. There's absolutely room. There's never not room, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, when we talk about social issues, like I mean, like trans life right now, like we're we have to do a lot better at making room for trans people. But what what's sort of strange about having to say that is um there was a certain amount of room people were making 20 30 years ago but it was just like the only room that people were willing to give them was kind of a silent sort of uh, space that they allowed them to have it was just enough for some people it was was like just enough it was just like yeah you know they're doing their thing whatever you know like it was like I would hear people sort of like older black people even talk about uh, someone who is either gay or trans. And they're like, Oh yeah, you know, we knew they were that, you know, we knew, we knew that this or that, but that was kind of it. There was no advocating. There was no negativity. Yeah. But what you do is you still kind of keep that mentality ended up sort of still keeping people in a box. But my thinking now is, well, you were willing to just, you weren't being hateful to them before. And you were willing to say 30 years ago, well, just let them live, you know, like let them, that, that's what they want to do. Who cares? So why are we fighting that now? You know, like there are all these people who, when trans people try to be more viewed in the world, all there's all this fight about it it's like well why because 30 years ago you weren't fighting it you were saying let them just do what they want to do so you could literally say that now you know like i don't i just don't get the fight i don't get why people give a shit i think a lot of people just don't want to give up the piece of the pie right like you think about like a pie and everyone getting equal pieces the the term equal rights and, and equality for everyone you know i'm going to say it myself you know if i get in trouble i get in trouble but it, it is bullshit it is bullshit to a lot of people. It's bullshit to a lot of people who aren't white. And I'm sorry, like, I'm not saying I'm anti-white. I married a white woman. I have a ton of white friends. Obviously, I do improv, so that's true. But my point is this, <laughs> is like, if you believe that things are equal, then there'd be no such thing as people out there fighting for DNI and fighting for equality and so on. Like, Why do you think, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I know there are people who will say what, who, who will make that argument, but it's like, what the hell do you think everyone's, saying something about this for you know what i mean yeah <laughs> i mean like and, and the thing is i don't even it i don't even necessarily know what the pie is necessarily that they don't want to give them a piece of it's just like i feel like it's more that they want to have control over yeah. people you know and it's some sort of supremacy sort of mindset and you know it, it, it's I, I don't want to get i didn't want to like get too deep and we are we're super off subject uh even with the material that the show was trying to present but all of this stuff is related i mean uh, you see it uh, with uh and i'm i'm trigger warning but with the asian hate that's going on uh it's been going on obviously for a long time but it's ramped up in such a scary way and being here in new york city i mean this is a melting pot, but there's still Chinatown and Koreatown. It's not, there's not like a neighborhood. that's like, here's just super white stuff. You know what? I, it's not like a street 
that's like hipster town white hipster that doesn't exist because mm. white people could just be everywhere they want to be but you're not segmented have a couple of blocks you know what i mean like yeah. Koreatown town has to be a street uh so it's just uh i i feel like it's a it's a control thing it's like i like what people pointing at themselves and saying i want to be the big dog yeah and and no one else can be considered uh normal like me it's like well that's the problem i don't want to be normal like you because you're not normal (laughs) um Mm -hmm. i think all of us being here together and having uh the same opportunity for freedom and liberty is normal and i don't understand it's the easiest thing your life isn't going to change for you (laughs) yeah it just accept that trans people are trans and gay people are gay. And, sure. You know, black people are black. Like, just, yeah, I, 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 I'll end on, on as far as to get back on subject with this little comment. Like I, I want, I want to listen to a conversation with somebody who was about twice my age and the comment about like everything going on with uh, George Floyd and, and Breonna mm-hmm. Taylor and all this and equal rights uh, and, and just, uh, civil rights and all that everyone the person said well we already did that back in the 60s like i don't understand why we like why it's still a thing i'm like you okay first off most likely you didn't do anything right i'm gonna guess you didn't do anything but this happened during when you were alive is why you're saying we but the job wasn't done the job was initiated it was brought to light but things still happen even if it's not recorded on a cell phone and things still happen, even if it's not reported on like, you know, discrimination, whether it be like a job place, whether it be a living situation, poverty lines, whatever. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, like you can't openly say, and you haven't been able to openly say for the last 40 years or, you know, well, really since the sixties, Oh, we, we're not going to have black people here in this restaurant. You can't eat here. This is whites only, but they can sure make you feel like you're not wanted. Oh, for sure. They could still not hire you. And that's what was going on. And it's microaggressions. Mm-hmm. What it, and then like gerrymandering and redlining and bullshit like that. So, I mean, all of this, everything Isaiah was saying to Sam had to do with that. Because sure. you think about the Tuskegee experiment is exactly a real life example of what happened to that character. Like that is the real life version of it. And, you know, then like he said, they just threw him in jail and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, yeah, they just silence people that way. Yep. You know, I mean, you know, you look at how they treated Fred Hampton. Um, it's, I mean, they, it's not even just that. And what a beautiful they scene, right? Like, Fred they murdered Fred Hampton. Beautiful scene at the end of the, end of the episode. Sam put an exhibit for Isaiah in the Captain America. That was powerful. Yeah. yeah. I would, that was so, I, they nailed this and i think the the next movie will um address this stuff because they it's the same show the showrunner is the one who's developing that movie mm-hmm. um so it's I, I i can't imagine that they're not and like god bless kevin feige for opening being the one so i think i feel like he's the one sort of spearheading no you're like this is the direction we're going to go. Like, we're not, we're not just going to leave it in the comics that Sam Wilson becomes Captain America. Like that's, that's what we're going to do in the movie. 
Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's really wonderful. And I really just can't appreciate that enough um, that they are. Uh, and, and it's been this way since since Black Panther. I said this a long time ago. I, I said this like a year after Black Panther came out was that when they released that movie, it wasn't like a lot of movies that from the 90s that were made by black people and starred almost entirely black people. Those movies came out in the 90s, but they weren't the tentpole movie, right? They are lower budget and they didn't get promoted the same way. And then when Black Panther came out, it was treated just like it was Iron Man or Thor or Captain America, you know, like they, it was a tentpole movie. It was a big deal. And so, you know, I, I know it's a big corporation and, and everything, but I think Kevin Feige is, is doing right, not only by the fans and not only by the material, but also by the issues that they're trying to bring up. And uh, I think that's, this show is a prime example of them trying to honor all of that and be true to exploring things, which is what this stuff is supposed to do. I, um, I, uh, I want to, I want to apologize if I, if I drag that out into a conversation that you weren't ready for. I mean, I know oh, I am always ready to have, well, I was going to say, I was literally going to say like, I know you were always, prepared, but I know like I didn't, I mean, I I genuinely love any conversation with you as long as I've known you for the past almost 10 years. Uh, I feel like every time we just have a conversation, it's always enlightening. It's always just meaningful. And you don't get that with a lot of people in general nowadays. I, I, I am a professional networker. I work at a place where I run events and programs with small businesses to, to bring them together and do business and so on in my town. But I cannot tell you how many times I get sick of someone shaking your hand and immediately sizing you up, depending on what you do. And then already looking across the room for someone else to talk to you while you're still talking to them. And then you don't get that genuine conversation, vulnerability relationship. And you are like, just the, the, the anti that you're like, no, no I'm, I maybe to a fault too, but like, uh, no, I mean, I, you can never blindside me with a conversation like this. Cause plus like we were texting about this beforehand, uh, um, and uh, so I was already in this place on this and, and already talked about it in these sort of terms. You were like, going to your girlfriend, you're like, just, you know, he's going to ask me about race, isn't he? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I'm glad that you were, you were okay with that because I, I wanted to talk to you, especially about just, uh, I, I know how I felt watching this and I knew how my other friends who uh, didn't come from a diverse background viewed it and some liked it. Some were like, eh. But then I was like, I really want to hear from you because I felt like you had a similar understanding and like just those lines maybe that weren't caught by other people if you didn't right. ever hear that before, right? Like I think yeah. that's one of those things of like, we never gotten this kind of like dark, real, played on script history for, for an MCU movie at least. Yeah. Uh, it, it, to me, it was just very intriguing that they took that risk and I'm, I'm glad they did. And I'm, I'm sure and you are the, too. It's the right um, space for them to have this conversation and because i mean uh it's a it's an american story and um you know like they can't have the conversation really in black panther because that takes place in africa <laughs> um they had to have a different conversation in that because i don't know if people pick up on it 
but they were having the conversation of you're out here with all this stuff and you're not sharing it with the world while we are struggling. And um, like your, your brethren are struggling over in America. Uh, and, and like, that's sort of, sort of, that's sort of like pointing at, Hey, remember when you sold slaves that, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying yeah. Wakandan sold uh, people, but I'm just saying Africa that's part of the history too, you know? Um, and so that's, this is complicated stuff that's all interwoven. Um, but this show, uh, which was, I guess at the end of the show was renamed Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, that can get into American stories and this is an American story. And I thought, I mean, that last episode, like I was, I was grinning from ear to ear when Sam made his entrance, there was so like a couple times where I was like, I didn't cry, but I was like, it hit me, you know, it was, it was, it, it was, it got to the heart. I really appreciated the approach that they took to it. And I, part of that is because Anthony Mackie is such a solid dude. Um, he's a, a legitimately great actor. And, um, has, has really solid training as an actor and he knows how to he knows how to do this stuff what i also really enjoyed was like little um where where bucky's character basically gives the same looks to sam wilson's cat america the way he would look at like steve rogers yeah like just that admiration that support and it felt like yeah, like they still banter like brothers and they're still gonna say shit to each other, but like nah, he he loves him. He he's like, you did the right thing, kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah, they they're <laughs> and you also you go back to Civil War when there's that really funny scene um where he's like, I think it was Bucky who said it to Sam and not the other way, but he's like, I hate you, <laughs> you know, like just Oh yeah, after Spider Man beats him up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh man, I tell you, uh I, Rewatching that stuff and then going into this show was really fun. Yeah, we were we watched um, the second and third Captain America movies and then all the Avengers movies and Black Panther and then we watched this and so it was uh, it was it was good. Now there's they've got a <laughs> Hawkeye and and Loki shows to uh, to come and it's like. Well, you got some big shoes to fill. Loki looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. I don't know how. I don't know what they're gonna do with. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> Vince Vaughn's gonna make an appearance. I guarantee it right I now. Gonna... I hope so. <laughs> Call it right now. A false I, start. I don't care what anybody says. I love Vince Vaughn. I always will. <laughs> He's just like the head boss. He's like, what is this guy? What is this guy doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> I mean, he look, Favreau created the MCU. I know. If it wasn't for Favreau, we wouldn't have all of this stuff. He exactly. He set a tone and he said, you got to hire good actors for these roles. And that's, he made sure of it. He fought for that cast. Yep. And, uh, and it, if it, I don't know if he just had gone to like, Hollywood route. I don't know that it would have been <laughs> no what we'd be talking about. I wouldn't have been like crying watching Endgame for the third time. 
<laughs> I bumped into at least four people this week, including my own stepson, who said that they had certain plans, but they decided to pause those plans because TNT had a back-to-back Infinity War and Endgame marathon. So even though they have seen this, even though they probably already own it, even though they probably have Disney Plus, they're like, fuck it, it's on. I'm sitting down and watching this. This is three and a half, four hours of my life gone right now. No, for sure, man. Like, they were so good. It was like, it was really emotional watching Endgame again. I don't know why. Um, Well, partly is because, like, Chadwick is gone. Um, uh, but uh, I mean, <laughs> the day after we watched it, my girlfriend Justina was like, wow, I am still like feeling, <laughs> feeling it. Like, Endgame just really did a number on me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm still emotional I, it, about it. Whenever I, I think of Endgame, it makes me miss movie theaters so much more. So much more because I think that was probably one of the, the second or third last movie I saw in theaters, and I oh, remember wow. just that audience feel right because yeah. well, that came I, out April 2019. I mean, COVID came in like you know, like 11 months later, so and right, being that was a, what two years ago, yeah, not nuts. And then, like, two years ago to the day, uh, some friends, my three college best friends, came up to New York. Uh, it was the first time the four of us had done a trip together that was the whole plan was that we we're going to start doing that sort of thing and um we saw that together in the theater and it was arguably the best movie going experience i'd had ever because the crowd was so perfect yeah um, we went to an alamo draft house which means you can buy beer uh <laughs> so we were doing that in the theater drinking beer in the theater and packed house of people who were there and super excited then i saw it a second time uh and it was a smaller crowd of people who were probably just seeing it because it was a big movie um and they weren't really they were not reacting to anything Mm -hmm. and after the movie there was some moment where i was like i think it was the moment when uh captain america gets uh uh what i've heard it mjolnir how do you say it? I say Molnir. Molnir. I've heard it. There's some every time I hear somebody say it, it's a little different. And some people are yeah, like, I've heard like really, Mjolnir, something like that. And some people are very adamant about like the, the way they pronounce it. I'm like, I don't even know. The the hammer. Um <laughs> we, we got the, the hammer. The hammer. Um, I sort of, I reacted to that. And then after the movie, this this one guy was like, Hey, you really reacted to that moment. What what did that mean? And I was like, mm-hmm are these people <laughs> in the theater watch this did you see my tweet the other day reacting that uh i was like that hammer has had to have killed thousands of people over the years as it's like <laughs> flying to him out of nowhere and like and a, they, <laughs> <laughs> just burst through someone's window burst through someone's like car murders them just to get to his hand because he left like Thor is a child. He just leaves his shit wherever he wants, and no one's gonna deal with it. But then when he wants it back, <laughs> tung, 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 and it just kills people along the way. He gets it in his hand, hilarious. and there's blood smeared all over it. That's the interpretation <laughs> of Mjolnir we should actually have. It shouldn't be clean. It'd just be like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I left it in that <laughs> kindergarten. <Ooh. laughs> Whoops. Um, <laughs> it's like an arm attached to it because it ripped off someone's <laughs> yeah. arm. I don't, I don't have to think. It's like, 
Oh, man, I want to watch it again. And I actually want to watch this series again. I really loved WandaVision, but I want to watch this 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 show again. Yeah. Because uh, I just want to, like, relive it a little bit. And I we just finished it, and I'm already like, got to watch it again. I got every episode. <laughs> Uh, I love your remark to Chadwick Boseman. I, I, I literally did an episode just by myself talking about Chadwick Boseman because when you when you when you see it after the fact of like, oh, he had stage three, four cancer for during four these films. years. He had colon cancer and like he got into shape. He got jacked up and like all these things back and forth with his health. Yeah. I'm like, and he still did all these things within until no one but his family. I'm like yeah. that. Blows my mind watching it now in retrospect. Of like, what? Yeah, he was amazing, and I was saying it uh, watching the Oscars when they showed him. I was like, I will never. That will never start feeling okay. You know, like that mm-hmm. loss is always going to be pretty big because, I mean, did, I, and I said this at the time. Who knew how much we loved Chadwick Boseman and how how much we respected him and what he stood for for us because that devastated people and rightly so but i just mean it my myself as well and i wasn't i always liked him thought he was cool but i wasn't like it wasn't like prince where i got like you know prince paintings all over my house and yet that loss is still like a blow because i think it just there's there's something that he just kind of stood for um without i guess like that tiktok thing of like say you're honorable without saying you're honorable be chadwick boseman i mean it's just there was something that he just gave off um it was contagious of being like doing the right thing yeah and i think um the world is a short order for people like him and, yeah, I was always amazed, like the more that. stories that came out after he had died of like, you know, the 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 equal pay with him and Naomi Watson. Uh, mm-hmm. um, the, was it the uh, Nine Bridges? Can't remember the name of the movie. Yeah, came out. I think it was uh, Nine Bridges. Yeah. Uh, like just just like stuff he did behind the scenes, and mm-hmm. I mean, doing like the 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 children's visits, even when he was sick himself. I mean, yeah. And and like just the mistreatment too. Like I remember there was like there was a stint for like a year in between the movies, like he didn't really make public appearance because he was obviously going through pain himself and right, didn't right. want any media, didn't want any attention. And then he did like one, I think TikTok or Instagram live video. And he looked like He's really real thin mm-hmm. and people were shitting all over shitting him. Like all over how he looked and making fun of him. And it's like, they're like, Oh, give him a sandwich. And it's like, if you're not a complete moron, you know, by looking at him that he's sick. Yeah. It wasn't someone who just got real thin. You could tell in his face that he was sick. But he was still smiling and still mm-hmm. promoting, I believe it was Jackie Robinson Day. He mm. was promoting, I think, mm. that event because he obviously played number 42, Jackie right. Robinson himself. And it was just like, damn it. So and that, yeah. you know, it, it reminds me of the thing I got to call myself out, the sign behind you, one of my favorite lines mm. that keeps me in check. From Conan yeah. O'Brien is just, you know, I hate cynicism. I think it's one of the dumbest and worst things in the world because people can, mm-hmm. you can be cynical so, so easily. Right. But, you it, know, he said it was his least favorite trait. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely I, true. That speech is what made him my hero. 
honestly. Um, I thought it took so much integrity for Conan when everyone else is being, is like really dialing into being shitty and mean online. Um, he said, not everything's going to work out the way you want it to. But if you work hard and you're kind, then amazing things can happen. And to take that moment to say that, I think takes a lot of integrity. Yeah. And um, I think, uh, again, like there aren't enough people saying that kind of stuff. And I, I feel like right now, all I see on Twitter is just like, how can I shit on something or somebody? Everything is an attack, even comedy mm-hmm. on Twitter jokes that are on twitter so much of it is just uh, attacking it's attacking somebody else it's like can you make a good point though this is just just have an attitude about you know like sure yes joe rogan said something else dumb uh can you make a good point about the subject of what he was talking about or are you just going to say he looks like a thumb because (laughs) while that might be funny it doesn't make a point (laughs) <laughs> now I'm, now I'm looking at my thumb anyone. as you say that and i'm like oh you're not, you're not <laughs> yeah. i mean i'm not the one who guys actually saw that it's like this is such a vicious way of addressing a valid point and you the dial is turned so much uh, so high with vitriol and being vicious and there's only like a sprinkle of truth or a sprinkle of like giving of making a valid point right yeah like the valid points there the thing that they're upset about they should be upset about but it's only sprinkled in the rest of it is just like i'm gonna spend most of my time trying to think of a sick burn and it's just i'm over it and i'll be so (laughs) happy i'll be so happy when everyone else is over it too but until then 90 year old man we can we can sit here for hours talking about this and this is why I need to give a shout out one more time. Go listen to Jason Forrest podcast, the There It Is podcast. You'll learn all kinds of just behind the scenes things between stand up comedy, improv, sketch writing, overall just being a good person. And I appreciate uh, that. how many episodes have you done now? Almost 200, over 200? Uh, so today's the 27th. Today's episode was with Hannah Ray as Leeson, who's a, yep. an actor and improviser. She's a dad's garage in atlanta and south carolina people will recognize her as tina tiny in the tiny stories south carolina lottery ads and i love the episode she's a wonderful person uh in, in addition to being super funny and talented and we have a very thoughtful discussion about creating comedy that is inspired by tragic stories it's because they're there's comedy that's out there that is addressing something that is uh, uh, troubling, but you know if you, you you're not trying to make fun of the tragedy, you're trying to um, kind of get something off your chest through humor, and that's a delicate balance. And yeah. we talk about that, and um, she's fantastic. I would definitely, li- I mean, I listened to all your episodes, but I would definitely listen to that one particularly because I missed her workshop when she came to Greenville, South Carolina a year and a half ago. And uh, I like that idea because my wife and I, she was encouraging me the other day to do a whole set list and routine based on 
these stories, my dad passed away back three months ago and I've been talking about it nonstop. Not in like in a, this is us kind of sad way. Like my dad was the best. Let me tell you all these stories. My dad was us. No, I'd like, even, even though my dad was Philemon's McGee, I wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's more like just these weird things that are unlocking in my brain. And I'm like, Oh, these are abnormal stories. And I feel like I need to share this in the, in the most enlightening way that I can to, yeah. for whatever reason, either carry on his legacy or to just really develop some emotional therapy for myself at the same time, just make something creative. So I will definitely listen to that and I can look forward to that. I want to, again, uh, thank you so much for being on this podcast with me. Uh, I could have gone in so many different directions and I'm so glad that you and I uh, just, I again, I, I love you. I love having conversations with you. I love being honest with you. I love you being honest in general. I'm glad you enjoyed uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Black Falcon and the White Soldier, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they can't call him Winter Soldier anymore, right? He's no longer Winter Soldier. He's just, My he girlfriend just... was calling it Hawkman and the Snowman and stuff. like. She was like joking and saying all this. Like, oh, the, the new eagle you just, and the... You just shoot him. You shoot her a look and you're like, just stop. <laughs> you're hurting me. I laughed. Me. That could help me. She, <laughs> she kept changing it each time. And so like, if she's like deliberately the changing it. The pheasant and Jack Frost. Yeah. Right. No, she said Jack Frost at least once. Um, I'm sure she was just like, the pigeon and the icicle. Um, no, she's funny. It's That's so how we should just end this show. We just come up, come up with more names. <laughs> there it is. No, um, I, mean, I love you, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, this has been False Start. We've had over 100 and... I think seven episodes at this point, three-year anniversary. So we're wow. doing well over here. Uh, we have listened to like, subscribe, whatever you listen to the voices on already. iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, uh, even Amazon Echo as well. And I believe Apple iTunes has got their own podcast streaming thing now, according to the uh, i what is it, the iMac I announced, whatever, and some shit. Uh, so more stuff to come there, obviously that I won't get paid on, but whatever it is what it is. Uh, but it's always been fun doing false start. I'm glad you were here. Uh, this has been false start with, um, Jason Farr of there it is podcast covering the penguin and the polar bear. No, no, that's a, that's a, that's a bear. That's not a, oh, damn it. Damn it.